Stampede. Garner is in 147, recorded evidence we're becoming more stupid? Well, reading and writing proficiencies at the high school level now rank us somewhere near 15th in the world. Of course, to be a clear-eyed citizen, it really doesn't matter we're slowly deteriorating, just so long as we can produce weapons to protect ourselves. Let's face it, When we have the largest defense budget in the world, we produce top-grade fighter jets and aircraft carriers. So it would be difficult calling us a peace-loving nation. You know, if we can't stop our adversaries by their borders, the next thing, they'll be knocking at our back door. Of course, When you have military bases spread around the world, everybody better trust our good judgment. It's a question of how we use our military and the governments we support. 
Our record hasn't been stellar when it comes to propping up dictators, allowing us to tell them what we want done. We controlled the governments of Central America for much of the 20th century. So small wonder we've got hundreds of thousands of people from Guatemala, Honduras, Nicaragua, Costa Rica, and beyond trying to enter our country through our southern border. Even worse, in 2014, a clandestine U.S. government operation sold weapons to members of the Mexican drug cartel, attempting to obtain information about their activities. It backfired when some of those weapons were recovered after a gun battle with U.S. Border Patrol agents, leaving one agent being killed by a weapon the U.S. government sold to the cartel. Like I said, we aren't getting smarter. We're arrogant and think we can do just about anything without repercussions. We just ended a 20-year war, and as far as I know, not a single high-ranking general or politician in our government was held responsible for that humiliating defeat. And you know what? You really can call it a defeat, especially when you leave behind 70 to $80 billion of weapons, not to mention the trillion dollars to prosecute nation-building. No, we aren't safe, and we qualify as the dumbest ones on the block.
The National Institutes of Mental Health estimates as many as one in five people suffer from some form of mental illness. That can be a wide range of conditions from migraine headaches to chronic schizophrenia. My feelings are the numbers are much higher. If millions of people watch electronic screens for 8, 10, or even 15 hours a day, I'm pretty sure they've got serious mental challenges. I've often wondered what some of our political leaders from the distant past would think about us if they saw what this country has become. I'm sure our modern cities with their skyscraper buildings would shock them, especially if they entered an elevator taking them in a matter of seconds up to the top of a 50-story glass building. But our leaders from the past wouldn't be the only ones amazed at our Goliaths of architecture. We may have buildings that are edifices to American cities, but are they going to serve a purpose in the future? With artificial intelligence, we won't need those office buildings to house workers. Those buildings will stand empty, simply monuments to a time past. Personally, I'm not in favor of what AI is bringing to our lives. But then again, I never thought our cities with corporate skyscrapers were going to last forever. In fact, they built a skyscraper. I think it's over 50 stories high in San Francisco, and it's beginning to lean which reminds me of that apartment building in Miami that collapsed all at once. I keep asking, are we safe? Well, if one in five persons in this country has issues with mental illness, it may not matter that we look with pride at our empty office buildings. I doubt artificial intelligence is making us more sane. Maybe I've got it all wrong. Maybe we're all insane, and we don't know it, because artificial intelligence is making all of us suffer with Down's syndrome. We aren't becoming smarter. No, we're becoming dumber, just like that movie Dumb and Dumber. And you know what? There are a lot of people who probably like it that way.
there is a question to ask. Does this country believe it's more important to allocate resources for our defense than to address the social issues confronting the well-being of its people? I'm not hesitant to say there are people who would prefer spending billions of dollars in the research and development of weapons for this country than finding a way to reduce mental illness. And I think I can tell you why. Our military leaders have become rich working for defense contractors and corporations in the production of weapons. They fill their pockets by helping to produce products that serve no other purpose than arming our military. That's their goal. And they and their families get to live well doing that. Of course, you always hear people say, it's a dangerous world out there, and we need to protect our way of living. Well, we have the largest defense budget in the world, larger than the entire budgets of most governments. And you have to ask yourself, Wouldn't it be better served defending this country by making people more content? Who are we protecting anyway? If our country spent $50 billion and not $800 billion on defense, putting most defense contractors out of business, would we be jeopardizing the safety and well-being of America? There are some people who would never permit that happening because building missile systems is good for business. And in fact, ex-generals who sit in the boardrooms of major defense corporations wouldn't be able to draw huge salaries. They'd be out of work, which might not be a bad idea toward working to find a way to make people content. You'd have to change the priorities of this country. What do you want? More weapons or a way to make people live more satisfying lives? This is a dangerous world, but the greatest danger of all is neglecting the well-being of our own people.
Don't let anyone tell you that everything is all right in this country. There are people who would say, because we have refrigerators and stoves in our kitchens and a two-car garage in our homes, that we live in the greatest country on earth. No, that's not the measurement of greatness, nor is the slogan, progress is our most important product. The fact of the matter is we are no longer a healthy people. Life expectancy has actually dropped in this country, but that isn't the only measurement of health. We've allowed ourselves to believe if we get more of everything, our problems will just disappear. Well, that's a false promise. And it's opened the door to some very ugly behavior. Anger and violence has been rising in this country, and those two conditions can be directly attributed to the false promise that consumerism will satisfy you. If you can't get what you're promised, then you might resort to violence. You might show anger and disrespect toward those around you, toward a government that was designed to protect and guide you. A government can be held responsible for the failures that an economic system brings. If you still think you're living in a democracy, well, think again. Because money from corporations are used to influence who you vote for. But more importantly, when the people in our military begin to turn against the government they've sworn an oath to defend, you have the ingredients for a revolution. If our military recognizes the values they've been using are only to further the policies to help and enrich defense corporations that they've used not to just defend against enemies, but to further the bottom line of profits for the production of weapons. When that happens, America will feel the disillusionment of its military. And they won't be dying to promote American ideals. They'll be working toward something else.
Maybe I've got it all wrong. Maybe everything is all right in this country. That I should look with pride at what we do. There is no other country I would like to live in that were a good people, a content people, a well-educated people, that were a peace-loving people, that were free people, that were financially secure, that were a respectful people, that were a just people, that were a people committed to laws, that the people who have power in this country are humble, that were people who believe it's not important to win, but how you play the game, that we treat our heritage with respect, that we're a people united in the principle to find what is beautiful in this world. Yeah, I have lots of reasons to look with pride at what America has become. Why would I doubt if I'm safe from the turmoil and conflicts in this world? Isn't it true we've built the greatest weapons in the world that were feared? The men and women who serve in our military dedicated to preserve the values this country was founded upon? Aren't our dreams, our hopes for this world based on what we hold dear? Shouldn't the rest of the world be like us? Yeah, I've got it all wrong because we're building a new world, free from the natural world, an artificial intelligence that'll show us the way. Why should we worry when artificial intelligence will relieve us of responsibility. We can really be a free people because we can no longer be responsible for what we do. With artificial intelligence, there are no consequences for us. Why should we restrain our desires? We can fulfill any emotion because artificial intelligence will take care of what we've done. Why shouldn't we sit back? Because everything is all right. But I hear something knocking at our back door. Feel good, maybe we
This week on Garner Isn't, you first heard Peter Gabriel's recording, Steam. Then, from the 1959 Santo and Johnny composition, Sleepwalk, followed by a cut from the movie Matrix. It's In My Mind, by Johnny Klimek and Tom Tykwer. Then, from the movie John Wick, Santino. A cut composed by Tyler Bates and Joel Richard. Then a cut from the movie Invasion of the Body Snatchers. Infiltration by Danny Zeitlin. And finally, a short repeat from Steam. Stampede, written and performed by Edward Garner in Morro Bay and Paso Robles, California.